All right, it's about time we take this seriously. It's about time we stop pretending like there aren't changes that are happening right before our very eyes. Like there aren't new challenges that we are facing in this new era. And to say unprecedented times would just be another cliche we've heard far too often. These things continue continue to circle back around and around and around, and it becomes less about heaven or hell issues. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Salvation or if someone's going to heaven or not. But it becomes specifically about kingdom and What does kingdom look like here and now? I mean, Jesus, when he prayed, prayed that thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom isn't just about the afterlife and doing everything we can just to get into heaven. I mean, getting into heaven is important, but kingdom is also here amongst us. Kingdom is how we live. Kingdom is how we interact. Kingdom is how we engage each other, how we engage culture, how we engage the least of these. And as I look around, I see the enemy gaining much ground. I see the enemy consistently taking ground in areas where we are busy being distracted, where we're busy talking about being on mission, but not truly being on mission. And I think it's time we take this seriously. I think I think we we take off the kitty gloves. We take off the 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 if you remember when you were a kid and you used to well maybe I was the only kid that did this but we used to play fight each other and we wouldn't use real boxing gloves. We would we would get the inflatable gloves and they'd be real soft when you hit somebody. It's time we take those off. And it's time we 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 get down to kingdom business. And as I look at the landscape of what's happened in Christian YouTube, which is a amazing time right now, and I look at someone like Alan Parr, who was an educator, was a teacher, was a worship leader, was someone humbly serving kids as a tutor, and then pivoting and adding more skills on top of those same skill sets and being able to build something that has allowed him to scale to millions of people, those very skills transferred to kingdom business on this side of eternity. As I think about my brother John McRae and I think about his testimony and how he lost his his hearing for a season and that forced him to develop his craft and his pen game as a writer and he would sit and debate and study apologetics in online message boards and forums and debating people and then those same skills he he took and he continued learning and he continued developing himself and 
transition to writing brilliant scripts about apologetics and engaging culture. And I see that and I go, man, he could do something I can't do. Or if I examine Marcus Rogers and his ability to go to the military, to serve our country faithfully, to go see combat, something that a lot of us haven't been able to do, but to take those same exact disciplines that he had, those same exact skills that he had, and slowly start to pivot those things to developing an online presence and a impact on his viewership to reaching millions of people on Facebook. I think the universal skill set of continuing to develop new skill sets is something that is so integral to kingdom that far too many people are missing it. And they're not missing it for my benefit, okay? Because me sharing this information with you guys doesn't benefit me directly. Like it benefits kingdom. It doesn't benefit me directly because it ultimately creates a, 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 a space where there's more folks in the space. But I think it's important that we focus kingdom and we focus and we examine what other brothers have done, like the Alan Pars, like the John McCrae's, like the Marcus Rogers, like the Sean McDowell's, right? Like all these different gentlemen, Mike Winger, in, in this space, and we say, whoa, there's something here, but it needs to be bigger. And so we're going to we're gonna pivot, and this is I know this isn't like a regular uh, stream. It's almost like a fireside chat, and as the holidays are coming around. Many of us are reevaluating going into the next year, and it could be difficult if you're thinking about how this past year let you down and what things you wish you would have done that you didn't get to do. Let this be a moment of reflection of, 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 of a fireside chat so that um, we can fully reflect on where we've come from and hopefully ultimately where we're going. And so I want to show something with you guys that, that I grew up being called this and it was the thing that was used as a, as a put down. It was, it was the thing that was used as something that was demeaning it was the thing that was used to question my intensity and my character and my commitment, or, or rather my lack of commitment, as, as some people saw it. But now it's, it's the thing that everyone I mentioned in this video actually has in common, believe it or not. And it's the thing that I think going into this, this next year, going into whatever, whatever mindset you're hoping to have to level up, if you want to level up, if you're happy with your life, you know, cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm talking kingdom. OK, so we're going to talk about this concept that I don't hear talked about enough in our circles. And it's this concept of being a generalist. And it's this concept that I've seen multiple successful people exhibit and scale. OK, and so I'm going to play you guys something. And this is from a YouTube channel that I recently discovered. And I want, want us to really consider this. To, this is we're going to start with a quote. OK, and this is directly impactful Okay, to what we're talking about. This is a quote from Robert Greene. Robert Greene wrote the book Mastery, okay? And he says, in the future, the great division will be between those who can acquire skills and discipline their minds and those who, ir who are irrevocably distracted by all the media around them and can never focus enough to learn. Remember that part, to learn. Just, just like put a pin in that, okay? Put a pin in that, and we're going to come full circle to that, to, to that point, Okay. This is from Till Mushoff's YouTube channel, and it's called How Generalists Win in 
the information age. This is one of the most important things you're going to hear. Make sure you stay with us and stick around because I know some of this conversation makes you uncomfortable, but just stick around till the end of this video, okay? Go ahead. Future, the great division will be between those who can acquire skills and discipline their minds and those who are irrevocably distracted by all the media around them and can never focus enough to learn. I'm definitely a big believer or even chaser of flow state where you do something for hours on end and it doesn't even feel like you do anything. It just feels like play. It just feels like you can go forever and time just flies. Sometimes I get into the state when writing, sometimes when video editing, and a lot of times when coding. I can also become really obsessive if there is something new I am really interested in. There were like eight weeks or something in early 2018 where I fell deeply into the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Pause it real quick. Flow state is by far the most important aspect that anyone can understand in terms of breakthrough in anything. I don't care if you are trying to learn a new skill, which we may get more particular about, or if we're going to talk about you just learning to get into your word and 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 go deeper and educate yourself more on scripture or prayer like tapping into flow state which basically means that it's not too difficult and it's not too easy and your brain just kind of it almost shuts off and time becomes invisible and you can lock in and do amazing things he's going to specifically talk about bitcoin which i think is kind of irrelevant but the macro idea is very important but we're going to get somewhere just stay with me go ahead soak up new information in a way i never did before so being open-minded and finding subjects and skills you might be curious about and then developing a passion for them gives you a clear heads up compared to other people. Because as Naval Ravikant says, it feels like play to you and work to others. And you really don't want to compete against someone who is playing all day, doing what he loves when it feels like work for you. Next up is self-education. If you need someone to tell you what to learn and how it works, I think you are at a severe disadvantage in the digital age. And I'll come back to that. Now what are the skills that you should actually learn to find success in the digital age? To me, the answer is everything that allows for permissionless leverage. That is where you don't need other people or money or resources to use the skill in a way that provides value to other people. Essentially, any form of media or applications you can create on a computer and distribute through the web. This is still Pause somewhat... It. Permissionless leverage. Permissionless leverage is where we take something like technology, where we take something like YouTube, where we take something like media, where we take something like coding, where we take something that is not requiring someone else to put you on, not requiring someone else to let you use their studio, not requiring someone else to tell you how to do everything, give you money, give you resources, give you a building, give you permission, but it is permissionless leverage. This is the this is the barrier that a lot of people are struggling with in terms of how to scale messaging. Why are we talking about scaling messaging? What is the most important messaging? The most important messaging is that of Jesus coming to live the life we couldn't live, died the death we should have died, rise on the third day to create a pathway for us to experience an eternity in paradise with him, but also to experience the kingdom here on this side of eternity. If we have permissionless leverage, that means you don't need a ton of capital. That means you don't need a ton of resources. That means you don't need cosigns. That doesn't mean, it means you, just, you don't need someone to put you on like it used to be when I was starting in music 10, 15 years ago. That means that now everything has shifted and we could scale infinitely if we understand these processes. Let's keep going. And I will give you more context why. I don't really like when someone says something like, you have to become a programmer or you have to become a digital marketer. You have to become whatever. Because there are so many things that you can become and most of them don't even exist yet. You can literally create a job instead of applying for one. Think 20 years back. Podcaster, Twitch, IRL streamer, esports caster. These were certainly not serious professional occupations. The Pause most it. Five years ago, doing what we're doing now was not considered a liable career. Five years ago, 
us having this moment in this exchange was not something that people even considered or took seriously. To talk about being a YouTuber five years ago, let alone a Christian YouTuber, sounded outlandish. But I remember having this conversation, and I'm going to reference back to this. I remember having this conversation with my brother Sean Cannell from Think Media, and he told me, he said, in the coming years, there's going to be an influx of 2 billion people that hit YouTube. 2 billion people. Fast forward almost, this is just a couple years ago, there's been almost a billion people, new people, new active users that have hit YouTube since he made that statement to me. Why am I talking about YouTube? Because this did not exist as a career 10 years ago. This was barely thought of as something that was semi-lucrative five years ago. And now you know what most people, most kids want to uh, be when they grow up? It's not a professional basketball player. That's what I wanted to be when I was growing up. It's, it's, it's not a, a, a professional rapper. That's, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. It's, a, it's an influencer. It's a YouTuber. How times have changed. But the, the point is that these weren't careers. But the, but, the, but the macro idea is there will be new careers that start in 10 years from now. There will be 20 years from now. And your ability to adjust and help scale kingdom whether it's you taking the kingdom with you personally wherever you go or whether it's actually us articulating and clearly communicating the gospel of Jesus in creative and innovative ways where we do not need anyone's permission and scaling it, that is going to require us thinking different about this, this sort of stuff. Let's keep going. Interesting. And the most important form of leverage is this idea of products that have no marginal cost of replication. It got started with the printing press. It accelerated broadcast media. And now it's really blown up with the internet and with code. So now you can multiply your efforts without having to involve other humans and without needing money from other humans. So this newest form of leverage is where all the new fortunes are made. Stop so it. So what happened? 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if we wanted to do something like this, what did we have to do? We'd have to go and try to get donors. We'd have to try to get funders. We, this would be like a version of Christian television, as cringy as that is to say out loud. We'd have to try and figure out a way to muster up resources and muster up revenue and figure this thing out. And now everything's changed. Now this can infinitely scale and there's a couple hundred people watching right now. Once this video is done, there'll be thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands watching this video on the playback, right? We'll put, we'll put it on Facebook. We'll put it other places and it'll infinitely scale without us needing to ask for money to, for anything. It'll just continue infinitely scaling. That That's I don't think we quite understand how important and significant this is in the time that we're living in, guys. I don't think we understand that. I think there's a handful of us that get it and a handful of us that are leveraging this stuff. But I think generally speaking, we don't quite get it. We don't quite understand the, the opportunity here. And we don't understand the opportunity cost if we stay asleep at the driving wheel again. Let's keep going. The new billionaires, the last generation fortunes were made by capital. That was the Warren Buffetts of the world. But the new generation fortunes are all made through code or media. Joe Rogan making 50 to 100 million bucks a year from his podcast. PewDiePie. I don't know how much money he's rolling in, but he's bigger than the news, right? The Fortnite players. Of course, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Larry Page and Sergey Brin and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. That is all code-based leverage. Probably the so, pause it. so we're talking about code-based leverage and we're talking about permissionless marketing. We're talking about content creation. And of course, the metric in this gentleman's perspective is money. But our metric, we're driven by something different than just money. Amen? We're driven by impact. We're driven by how many people can we get the messaging out to. 
It's a different, 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 different uh, metric that we're going after. But nevertheless, the impact is still scalable infinitely in our modern day context. That's phenomenal. And where is most of the scalability happening? Where's most of it? It's happening in places where people are either using code or they're creating content. Usually one of those two places, right? Let's keep going. Most interesting thing to keep in mind about the new forms of leverage is they are permissionless. They don't require somebody else's permission for you to use them or succeed. For labor leverage, somebody has to decide to follow you. For capital leverage, somebody has to give you money to invest or to, to run into a product. Yep. But coding, writing books, recording podcasts, tweeting, YouTubing, these kinds of things, these are permissionless. You don't need anyone's permission to do them. I recently had a discussion with a friend about what is the one skill that most people, regardless of profession, should improve on. So again, it needs to be something broad. I would call this kind of skill a meta skill. Mm -hmm. My friend expected me to say coding because he knows it's something I'm learning for years now and I'm very passionate about and it's obviously one of the best skills you can have. But I said writing and the longer I thought about it, the more I realized that my answer probably would have been different just a few weeks ago or months ago or years ago and it probably already is different today when I think about it. I chose writing because writing is clear thinking. A good writer can explain his arguments and understand them himself. If you never write things down and just keep everything in your head, there is a good chance that there are logical gaps. It's this feeling of believing you know how something works and then someone asks you a question about it and you realize you can't explain it. That usually means you don't understand it yourself. I've learned so much while making YouTube videos and some of that is just plain research and diving into new topics, but a lot of it comes from just writing things down coherently. I really believe that's the more impactful part. I've watched the following clip of Jordan Peterson about four years ago and it really stuck with me. I instantly remember Listen it when to I this. thought about this topic. The best, way, the best way to teach people critical thinking is to teach them to write. And one of the things that just blows me away about universities is that no one ever tells students why they should write something. It's like, well, you have to do this assignment. Well, why are you writing? Well, you need the grade. It's like, no, you need to learn to think because thinking makes you act effectively in the world. Thinking makes you win the battles you undertake. And those could be battles for good things. If you can think and speak and write, Come you on. are absolutely deadly. Come Nothing on. can get in your way. Come on. So that's why you learn to write. It's like, and I can't believe that people aren't just told that. It's, it's, it's like, it's the most powerful weapon you can possibly provide someone with. And I, I mean, I know lots of people who've been staggeringly successful and watched them throughout my life. I mean, those people, you don't want to have an argument with them. They'll just slash you into pieces mm. and not in a malevolent way. It's like, if you're going to make your point and they're going to make their point, you better have your points organized because otherwise you are going to look like and be an absolute idiot. You are not going to get anywhere. And if you can formulate your arguments coherently and make a presentation, if you can speak to people, if you can lay out a proposal, God, people give you money, they give you opportunities, you have influence, that's what you're at university for. Some time ago, I would have chosen reading instead of writing. But now I realize that while you can make a case that reading is a skill, like comprehending Pause things it. quicker. How much is that? Okay, so here, here's, here's the idea, guys. He talked about writing things down. He talked about the idea to think, right? The ability to think. The ability to learn to think. I would take it a step further and I would say it's the ability to learn to learn. I know that sounds super meta, right? But the ability to learn to learn, to constantly learn to learn. Learn what? Learn stackable skills. Learn what? Learn how to scale things with permissionless leverage like code or like media or like content. The more we could engage in this, as followers of Jesus, the further we can continue pushing out the kingdom. The gospel of Jesus came to live the life we couldn't live, died to death we should have died, and or consistently living the kingdom on this side of eternity. And I think, I think it's we do ourselves such a disservice when the church is constantly 10 years behind to these things.
It is so frustrating that the church is just now getting hip to media and online things. Why? Well, because, you know, COVID locked everything down. So now we all had to learn how to live stream. Guys, we should have been live streaming. We should be on the cutting edge of all of this stuff. Permissionless leverage, infinite scale, impacting as many people as we possibly can without it costing anything extra the way that you're able to do when you leverage technology. It's an incredible incredible time and era that we live in and my ultimate desire is to see more people added to the space the win for this channel is to see more people plugged into local churches so you can get discipled and is to see more creators on youtube preaching about jesus contextualizing the gospel of jesus and so i used to always get hit with this and this line used to always hurt it always used to hurt they always used to tell me, Ruslan, you're like the jack of all trades and master of none. You know a bunch of stuff, but how much stuff do you actually know? You need to just focus on one thing, bro. Just find your lane. I've had uh, uh, colleagues tell me this. I've had best friends tell me this. I've had pastors tell me this. Find your lane. Stay in your lane. And guess what? All of that got flipped on upside, upside down. All of that got flipped upside down, the era that we're going in. Because you need to be able to maintain interest, flow state, attention in multiple things, in multiple areas, so that you can understand how to think, how to continue to learn to learn, and how to create positions where you have permissionless leverage. That's it. That's that's the talk. Zach, you got anything you want to add to this talk? Uh no, I, I mean, I think it's uh, super powerful. I, I think to your point of um, being a jack of all trades and a master of none, I was thinking about this the other week and I couldn't, I didn't figure it out until I watched this video where I'm like, it seems like the more I try new things mm -hmm. or, or become better at all the little things that we're doing a bunch of different hats, mm -hmm. the more uh, valuable or, or kind of powerful in, in the sense of uh, communication mm -hmm. and, and like, skill mm -hmm. and preparedness for life mm -hmm. so like e even just from a skill level mm -hmm. i i was thinking i was like so at first i started on video and then i met you and you were like can you do photos and i was like i guess i'll figure it out mm -hmm. i started doing photos and videos mm -hmm. package those together mm -hmm. over the time i started shooting photos and video packages for clients mm -hmm. making decent money because i had put two things together for clients that taught marketing mm -hmm. i learned marketing over here, came here, and started implementing it. And now, and then here, learned YouTube titles, mm -hmm. thumbnails, mm -hmm. strategies, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And it's like, dang, all of these things work into the next. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't know how to, like, help you with the YouTube stuff if I didn't know video. Mm -hmm. But I also wouldn't know how to help you with titles and stuff if I didn't know marketing. Yep. And I also wouldn't know how to even get the channel doing well, like, helping the channel doing well if I didn't, if I couldn't help you with titles and help you with thumbnails. Right. And so... I'm like, the more, not the more I become better at video, mm -hmm. I used to like think, oh, I, I, if I kept sticking with video, I could mm -hmm. be really, really good. Mm -hmm. But I could like, be the next Steven Spielberg. Yeah, or yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like sometimes I have flashbacks to like yeah. the videos I used to yep. watch of yep. like how deep they were on every mm -hmm. shot mm -hmm. and how the lighting and everything. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, I, I got a Canon that had good colors so I could shoot really good video and not have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Not have to color grade. Yep. And I used to spend hours on color grading. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, before I used to think the, the, if I just got better at one thing, I could be really good. And now I'm like, 
actually just being pr very proficient at many things, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting a lot further in my life. And then I'm also being able to take skills that I'm learning mm -hmm. and then apply them in side hustles yes. and, fu and fun things yes. and hobbies. Because you have a unicorn of a skill yes. set now. Yes. You and have and a I'm unicorn like, of a skill set. I didn't plan to be like, I didn't plan to have a unicorn of a skill set. Mm -hmm. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, snap. Mm -hmm. This is, to me, this is valuable. Mm -hmm. It is at least in my work now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, and it helps with the the ultimate vision of, yep. what we're, of what you're doing here. Absolutely. And I think of two things, and we'll close on this. Two, 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 two macro ideas that I was just thinking about. One, we had Trizzle here earlier. Yeah. And that, that interview was nuts. If you're not on Patreon, crazy interview. This brother was a practicing surgeon who went to school for over eight years. Orthopedic surgeon. Orthopedic surgeon and pivoted and launched his own entrepreneurial business, making way more money than he ever would have as Taken. a surgeon because he, he he was hit with like, it's never too late for me to start this thing I want to yeah. do, right? It's never too late. And he kept driving that home. It was such a, man, that was, that was a heavy, and all the stuff he was able to do with helping uh, orphans and be a foster parent, all these things. I was sitting there tearing up during that conversation, yeah. right? And then the other thing I, I was just thinking about was people are seeing me on uh, No Jumper, yeah. Right. And so we put up a clip today and people are like, man, this is so crazy. Like you're able to like articulate the gospel. Like this is what we need. <laughs> yeah. And it's like what you don't see is the decades of reading, learning to think, learning yeah. to build a platform so that I could be relevant enough to end up on a radar of an Adam 22 to come on a secular 100%. platform with a predominantly non-Christian audience to proclaim the gospel where most people would never get the chance to sit down with atheist Adam 22 and destiny. It's decades of different things stacked up over time when people kept telling me, you need to stay in your lane, bro. You need to find what you need to do. You need yeah. to pick something. You can't do both. Can't do this. And all of that in hindsight was hogwash. And I'm glad I didn't listen to those people.